Hey, my name is PJ Nolan. I'm the lead pastor of Collective Church. We are a community of real people in Saline County, Arkansas, seeking to know God and to make Him known. We hope as you visit our podcast that you will find the messages inspiring, practical, but most importantly, biblical. Uh, God laid something on my heart this morning. I'm excited for you guys to hear that this morning. And so we're going to be in 2 Timothy chapter 3, but the first thing I want to mention to you this morning comes out of the Gospel of John. John 1.1 says this, and this is how I want to get it started because this is important. This is really, really neat. So we're going to look at this real quick. It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Hey, can we start with the truth this morning that when we look at this and when we understand what that's talking about, when we understand that the word was God, it was with God, that it literally the word is God. This isn't some fictional story. This isn't something that we just dust off and say, hey, you know what, that may inspire me today. No, this is the, this is the word of the true living God of Israel, God of the new church, God of collective church this morning. That is who this word is about. And so the word was God, but it gets even better for you and I. In verse 14, he goes on to write this. He says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and, has, and we have seen his glory. Glory as the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. That's Jesus, y'all. Yeah, he became flesh. Jesus became flesh. He was the redemption for us. He has rescued us. He has completed us. And one day we will glorify with him in glory. You notice what I just said there? We will glorify with him, with him in glory for all eternity. Now, all that sounds like, whoo, I'm ready. Let's get going, right? But you know, there's something that's very important that we have to remember when we're talking about getting in the good news. We actually have to make that step to get in the good news. So I want, I want to talk to you just a moment, right? Because this is really, this is really uh, something that, that I caught myself with. You know, as we've been going through this series, you know, Pastor uh, made us, you know, look at this option of taking a fast, right? And so many of you have fasted from your phone, you've fasted from social media, some from TV, but different options uh, that you have fasted from. And, and hey, if you did it, hey, well done, well done, right? Because it's not, it's not a super easy thing. It was something that you literally had to say, you know what, this is something in my life that may distract me a little bit from maybe getting into the good news, right? Because what's the biggest excuse that we always have? don't have time. I just, I just ran out of time, y'all, like as, as if we can exchange time like money, right? It don't work that way. Like, it is what it is. But we, we always refer to time in that way. But I digress. We'll move on. Uh, but listen, that's, that's one of our biz, biggest things. Like, I, did, I just didn't have time. Or I ran out of time. Or something happened in the midst of my day, and I just didn't get to get to it. Right? We can always come up with an excuse we can always come up with an excuse to not be in the Word, but we never sometimes have that excuse for the things that happen in the midst of the day. See what I did there? 
right? Because we can blame the midst of the day, like, well, because of this happened, I didn't get to do God's reading. But we never flip-flop it. Let's be honest with ourselves this morning, right? We never flip-flop it. We never say, well, I had to cut this out because I had to get into the Word. Whew, right? That's rough. Hey, I'm in the same boat as you guys. I do the same thing all the time. And, and you know what? We have to build on that. We have to get better with that. We have to move past that. We have to get in His Word. And you say, you know what? This is the priority for my life. This is how I go through the midst of the day. This is how I begin my day. This is how I end my day. That's the mindset that we have to develop and have when we're talking about being in the good news, being in the Word. So, now, 2 Timothy chapter 3, we're going to look at this, uh, and this is a passage, all right, Paul is writing to Timothy, who's a young pastor, and, and Paul is explaining to him uh, some very, very good truths about the Word, but he even goes back, and he, in this whole passage, really talks about even uh, what was happening in their life, what they had been through. And Paul was reminding Timothy, not only that it's good for you to be in these things, but that, hey, remember what we have done, what we've been through, and what we have done through the name of God. And so we're going to look at this passage real quick. So if you would, 2 Timothy chapter 3, we're going to begin in verse 10. It says this, You, however, have followed my teaching, my conduct, my aim in life, my faith, my patience, my love and my standfastness, my persecutions and sufferings that happened to me at Antioch and Iconium and Lystra, which persecutions I endured. Yet from them all the Lord rescued me. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, while evil people and imposters will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and what you have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it. Verse 15 says this, And how you from childhood have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God, that that mankind may be complete and equipped for every good work. Will you all pray with me right fast? Father God, just thank you so much for your word. We thank you for this opportunity we had to dive in, uh, and God, that we get into it and that encourage us to dig even more into a relationship with you. We love you. It's your name I pray. Amen. So let's go back. There's three things we're going to talk about today in this passage. The first one being this. We're going to look at verses 10 and 11. And the first thing I want you to do is write this down if you're taking notes. It says, the word of God will rescue you. This is the first thing because I want you to notice this, right? So we're, we're a lot familiar with verses 16 and 17. But let's look at this passage and let's break it down. Look at what Paul absolutely comes out and says to him in verses 10 and 11. Again, it says, you, however, have followed my teaching. He talks about all of these things that he's done in his life, right? But then in verse 11, he says, my persecutions and, and in sufferings that have happened to me at Antioch and Iconium, uh, that I have endured these things, yet from them all the Lord rescued me. 
The Lord rescued me. All of these good things, all of these good things that Timothy had, had watched Paul do. Notice who the credit goes to. Notice who Paul refers back to that said he's the one that rescued me. Why? Because he's an apostle of Jesus. He knows the word. He was with the word. He studied with the word. And now he's giving the word to Timothy. And Timothy is looking at this and he's saying, Paul was rescued by God. Paul was rescued by God. So the first thing that we need, to, we need to know is when it comes to the word, it will rescue you. I got any believers in the house this morning? Any believers? Right? right. If, if you are a believer in Christ Jesus this morning, you have been rescued through his word by the blood of Jesus Christ. You have been saved. You've been rescued. We've been rescued this morning, and so I want you to picture this as you're sitting there this morning. Of what have you been rescued from? Of course, we've been rescued from uh, uh, damnation and hell and all that good things, but what else has Christ uh, rescued you from? Right? Of course, we've been, we've been resurrected with him. Of course, we've been saved, and we're going to glorify with him. But Jesus has rescued you. Listen to me, church, because this is important. Literally, for every decision that you ever, ever make, you have been rescued by Jesus because of his word. His word has rescued you this morning. But think about that deeper as we talk about being rescued, and even in the decisions that we make, right? That means anything. But think about this. Even the situations that you've brought others into, that you've been bigger and a part of, right? Jesus rescued you from those. The Word of God has rescued you from those situations. Why? Because maybe if you're sitting here this morning, at some point in time in your life, you're saying, listen, I recognize that Jesus has rescued me, and it's time that I get in the Word and I look a little bit. How many of y'all are, how many of y'all are interested in having that conversation, right? When, when, when we're down, right, when we're in those situations that we know we've been rescued from, but then we make that big ultimate decision, you know, like, I have, I've been here enough, it's time to get better advice. And you go to the Father, go to the Word. Why? Why? Because it rescues you. That's why. That's why we do it. Because it rescues you. And guess what else? It rescues the person next to you. Guess what it also does? The person that's not here rescues them too. You know, the person, the person that defies God that you, that you don't want to walk up to because you're like, God rescued him or her. God has rescued all. Jesus paid the price for all. We've been rescued through his word. Number two, the word of God will enlighten you, right? It, not only does it rescue you, but it will enlighten you. And look exactly how Paul breaks this down for Timothy. In verses 12 and 13, look at what he says. He said, indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will, per, will be 
persecuted, while evil, evil people and imposters will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. Paul's sitting here saying, look, here's something you need to realize. Here's something you realize. I'm going to enlighten you for a moment here, Timothy, and let you know if you follow after me, who I follow after Jesus, you will be persecuted. You will be persecuted. There will things, there's going to be some things that go bad in your life that aren't uh, what you necessarily want. But I want to enlighten you on that because I don't want to lie to you. I want you to know that this is a strong and big possibility that's going to happen in your life. Why is Paul talking about this? Think of the point in time of Paul's life, what he's gone through. Being shipwrecked, being stoned, being driven out of his own towns. Right? He just talked about being basically having to flee. All right, but the Lord rescued him, and now he's even talking about because of all of that, let me enlighten you and let me, let me tell you that this is a strong possibility for you. Church, I'm not going to sit here and say if we get in the Word, if we, if we truly get into the Word and we follow after Him, we follow after Christ, and we begin to multiply uh, through Him and through His Word, guess who doesn't like that? Satan. He does not like that. The devil does not like that. He doesn't like it when we're flourishing, when we're doing good. And he will come at you. He will attack you like a roaring lion, the Bible says. He never sleeps. He never stops. He is here to devour you. Do not let your guard down. Be enlightened this morning and know from the Word of God that if you do not put your guard up, if we do not stay, to, if we do not stand together, and if we do not put our nose in His Word, then it's going to be very hard to be continually enlightened by Him than by the culture. If we're if we're allowing ourselves to be enlightened by culture and not being uh, allowing ourselves to be enlightened by His Word, guess what's going to happen? We become an easy target. When we become alone, hey, here's a plug for home groups. When you're not a part of something like that, you're not making a community. Am I going too far, Pastor? Right, if we're not making a community, if we're not getting involved in this stuff, what does it do? It makes you vulnerable. It makes you weaker. It makes it easier for you to be attacked. Why? Because when you're together, what do you, you got? Accountability. You got people who believe and want the same thing. You got people encouraging. You got people that want you to be enlightened by His Word. There's a little plug. Wasn't even in my notes. But we need that. We need God's word. Amen? We need God's word. It's there to give us wisdom. It's there to give us enlightenment. And Paul is telling Timothy, look at all that. It's going to happen. But he goes on, even in verse 14, or excuse me, 13, he says, while evil people and imposters will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. He's like, you're going to see some people that do bad and evil things prosper that maybe even do good uh, in the sight of the culture, right? They may get the things that you want, the things that you desire. They may get that new boat. They may have that nice house and the picket fence, the cool dog with the scarf on it. <laughs> right? You, may, you, see, you see all that. You see these people that may have all this thing. You're like, that person... Th- that person doesn't go to church like I do. That that person doesn't that person doesn't do the things that I do. He doesn't he or she doesn't they don't they don't they don't lay down their time like I do. They don't they don't probably read their Bible like I do. They don't serve like I do. We don't do it for them. 
We don't do it for them. Because guess who we get to share in glory with? Jesus. That's who we share the glory with. We don't share glory with imposters. We don't share glory with, with that type of cultural lifestyle. We do not share it with them. Does it mean that God hasn't rescued them? Absolutely not. God has rescued them, but God and Paul is basically sitting here saying like, not only, not only have you been rescued, not only will you be persecuted, but you do it not for yourself, not for your glory, but for his glory. And we have to remember that this morning, church. We don't do the things that we do to go to Instagram and put it all over there, right? There's nothing wrong with that. But if that's our mindset and our goal, check yourself, right? Because we do it for his glory, not ours. John the Baptist said, what? I need to decrease, and he needs to increase. Same thing. If we're increasing and Jesus is stagnant or going below, we have failed. Jesus increases. We decrease. It's for his glory, not ours. Third thing, and this is my favorite, right? <clears throat> the word of God will complete you. Will complete you. Don't take my word for it. Take his. Verse 14 here it says, but as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it. Can I stop right there for just a moment? You can keep it on there. But I just think that this is a cool moment. In the life of, in the life of Timothy, Paul is referring back to his grandmother and his mother. Any mothers and grandmothers in here this morning? You have an impact. Don't forget that. Be in his word. Verse 15 says this, And how from childhood have you been acquainted with the sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus? Verse 16 and 17, All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Completeness. Notice what he says. Not only that you remember what you have been taught, not only that from your grandmother and your mother, but he goes on and says, and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings. Right? He's referring back to the Mosaic Law, the first five books of the Bible. He's, re he's referring to the writings of Moses and even the prophets. He's saying you've been acquainted with these things. You know these things. If you've grown up in church, right? We must remember these things. We must continue to allow them to enlighten us, but also to allow us to be completed for His sake. But it goes on to say this, right? That all Scripture is breathed out by God. This ain't, the, this ain't a word from Shane. This isn't a, this isn't a word uh, from the Apostle Paul. This isn't a word from Timothy. It's a word from God. It's a word from God, and we ought to treat it as such. And look at what he says it's good for. He says, he says, and it's good for what? 
for profitable, for profitable for teaching, for reproof, and for correction, and for training in righteousness. All of those things, right? Not only does the Word of God rescue you, not only will the Word of God enlighten you, but you come along this journey, this path, and eventually it will complete you. Because when you get into the Word and you realize the rescuing nature of the Word, when you recognize how much it enlightens you, how much it changes your behavior, how much it rubs off on the people that are surrounding you, and when you enter into that completion stage of life, when Jesus calls you home, you stand completed in the eyes of God. He is here to complete you through His Word. He does not complete you through culture. He does not complete you through Fox News. He does not complete you through Facebook. He does not complete you through Instagram. He does not complete you, and you fill in the blank. He completes you through the word of the living and the true God on high. That is who he completes you through. Thanks again for visiting the Collective Church Podcast. We hope you found the message to be practical, inspiring, and biblical. And by the way, if you're interested in learning more about Collective Church, you can follow us on Facebook or Instagram. And if you enjoyed the message, hit the subscribe button. And if you'd be willing to, hit share and help us spread the word about Collective Church.